Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Made and Paid Show. Zach here. got Professor Dreg with me. And in 2020 fashion, we got to talk a little bit about the presidential debate. So I did sit through most of the NBC coverage of the Democrat presidential debates from a couple of nights ago. I believe there were two nights of it so far from what I can tell. And um, the big thing is a couple of things. You know, I obviously want to talk a little bit about uh, Andrew Yang. The guy didn't get much of a chance to say very much. I mean, I can, we can address that a little bit, but mainly what happened last night uh, during the Democrat debates with uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris, as all of you probably know, with my background and Professor Dregs, hails from Oakland, California, my hood. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So she, uh, I don't know. I don't, she's not really from there. She's from San Francisco. And yeah, well, I mean, part of the whole crowd with Willie Brown. She grew up in Oakland or went no, to school in Berkeley or yeah. something like that. That's what she said yesterday. No, I, know, I know. And I'm not going to stay here and, you know, have people talk about where they're from or anything, but let's talk a little bit about Kamala Harris. I mean, uh, what were your thoughts that you wanted to bring into this? And then we'll kind of piggyback. <laughs> okay. Well, presidential debates. I want to get into, because uh, she brought up what happened to, well, let me start off by saying me and Kamala Harris are about the same age. So when she was a senior in high school, I was a freshman in high school. We didn't go to school together, but we're both in the Bay at the same time. Right. Oh yeah. She is born in Oakland. Huh. What the hell? So, yeah, that's true. So I know what she's talking about. Um, uh, and we spoke about this before, about forced, quote-unquote, busing. So uh, she totally calls out Joe Biden on what we've been speaking about. Right, about when, he, how, when he voted for the pro-segregate uh, with the buses, right? Busing kids to schools and stuff. Yeah, we talked also, about that during uh, our critique with Joe Biden and Simone said a few weeks but ago. it goes back deeply into what we've been well, what I've been saying was that MLK Jr his whole legacy is a hoax yeah uh, because what Kamala Harris was talking about she said something very actually accurate and she said that Joe Biden was against uh, and was voting for policies that uh, undid the uh, Oliver Brown uh, versus the Board of Education Topeka, Kansas uh, uh, case law. And the thing is, she was dishonest about that when she said that. The whole thing, busing wasn't the answer or the solution to the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Um, and, and we spoke about this, but specifically... In 1964, 
It's called, uh, in 1964, Martin Luther King, he literally backed. And he was there when LBJ signed. He was the only black man there. Right. And, and realistically, the only time Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. met was to speak about that. And Malcolm X actually was opposed to the Civil Rights Act of 64. And MLK Jr. was actually for it. So anyway, long story short, Title IV specifically talks about desegregation of public education. So the listeners should just go ahead and, and, and read it for themselves. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's, it's under Public Law 88-352, if you really want to find it. Don't go on Wikipedia and, and type Civil Rights Act in 1964 because you're not going to see it. You got to read the actual law, which is called Public Law yeah. 88-35. I remember when we first, many months ago, when you first opened my eyes to the differences between the 57 and the 64 Civil Rights Act, and I actually went and looked up the actual law, because you can access this. This is all public information. Yeah, it's public record. It, you know, it's like 100 pages <laughs> long, right? And there's just that one clause that we read in, I, I think, the first article at the very end about segregation of public schools, right? Which is the implicit racism because here's the thing if the civil rights act of 64 was explicit racism nobody would push it right but lbj was smart democrats are smart they're progressives know how to manipulate the language which is what we've been talking about to get people to be all for it right and then that's the thing is you were right when i read it i was like wow they added that they added a literacy test they added (laughs) you know and (laughs) It actually slowed down the development of uh, people who were impacted disparately uh, due to segregation laws. But the most amazing thing to me about all of this is they used a Christian pastor to get it passed. And that was the most amazing, like for me personally, that's, that's, I, I, it just amazes me. Pure manipulation. Yeah, no, but it's insane. But, but, uh, but the thing is, the reason why it was allowed to continue was because of the leadership. Now, who were the leaderships of this time? And you hate to say things like this. Well, no, it was the Jews. <laughs> like the, 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 the Jewish people were financing many of the quote-unquote Republicans of that time. Explain. Well, who, who well exactly? okay, so <laughs> lobbyists didn't just become like it wasn't like i mean if you're talking about people like barry goldwater is he even jewish i don't even well see but this is the thing it's uh i know but because right you know because you think for a second like wait a minute well well well, because uh you hate to and by the way he is jewish yeah no no of course he's he's goldwater come on (laughs) (laughs) no but but uh no because that was like really obvious and i don't want to really go that route yeah, I, I because again, like I said, it was, it took a Christian pastor, Martin Luther King Jr., to get it passed mm-hmm. and get everybody to go along with it. But you have to look at what was and who were the money behind it. The money behind all of this, you know, behind MLK Jr. was actually Jewish people. And um, which is amazing because. At this instance, I'd have to say, you know, the Muslims are actually correct on this versus, you know. Well, what did the Muslims say exactly? Because this is, no, I want- they were against it. Because um, 
remember in the 60s, the Muslims were black in this country. There were no white Muslims in this country. All the white Muslims actually lived in the Middle East and they had an idea to infiltrate the United States. How are they gonna infiltrate the United States? Well, they went into the prisons and converted all the, not all the blacks, but many blacks in prisons, and they made them become great leaders when they left prison. So when Malcolm X left prison, he was a great leader. You know, all these people, because they were articulate, they got an education in prison. So, you know, Malcolm X was actually against a lot of these things that MLK Jr. was pushing. Mm-hmm. But because he's Christian, everybody believed him. <laughs> but yeah. who was? But it wasn't true Christianity. It was, you know, hell. He was financed by a bunch of Jewish people, and uh, from the from the left, because remember, a lot of Jewish people from New York or wherever. I don't. I don't know why, but these Jewish people are like the Woody Allens of the world. I don't understand why they are the way they are, but it's just how they are. They're extremely racist. And to this day, Jewish people do not understand what civil rights are. You know, and I'll use Ben Shapiro as an example. <laughs> <laughs> this ought to be good. I, well, because he, he he's, you know, he's a, a proud Jewish guy and he's conservative. But because of his faith and his religion, he'll never understand why the 1964 Civil Rights Act is a bad bill. He'll, he won't, un- and he'll still advocate it to this day. If you listen to him, he'll say, oh yeah, force busting was bad. But see, that, but that makes perfect sense though, because when we think about the 64 Civil Rights Bill, right, it was an act pushed by Democrats. Conservatives use, use the figment of Martin Luther King as being the yeah, champion Yeah, because he that. was a Christian. Right, because he was a Christian. But here's where it's interesting is because all somebody who on the surface level, right, this is, we're not talking about the deep stuff here, but if you were to talk to anybody who's mildly interested in politics, all they would have to say is, well, the 64 Civil Rights Act was sanctioned by Democrats and passed to desegregate, you know, schools and stuff and end the Jim Crow laws. And it's like, well, that happened. Republicans did it first in 1957 with Eisenhower. And that, well, that's exactly. So, and here's where Ben Shapiro's flawed. He believes that not the entire country was a Jim Crow country. He believes it's the, only the South was Jim Crow. But that's not true. Boston, you know, the North was very racist. And to this day, if it's a progressive city, it's very racist. It's this like the same, it's the same history here that people need to understand. We've talked about this. We have, I think we should revisit it because it's all very relevant to current yeah, presidential. Yeah, because Kamala Harris brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Like, for example, there's like people need to forget this whole notion of the North and the South, segregation, non-segregation, slavery, no slavery. Because here's the thing. You had Northern and Southern Democrats even during the Civil War areas. You had, you know, progressive run, Democrat run cities in the North that were still sanctioning these things. So when people talk about, oh, well, there was no slavery in the North. There was no discrimination. There was. But under Democrats, because there's. Back during the Civil War areas, there were Northern and Southern Democrats. That's how it works. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and that's why people are always confused. Like, why was Boston all racist? I'm like, because they're Democrats in Boston. Yeah, progressives. Yeah. No, but specifically, they were progressives. And progressives are all atheists who believe in Charles Darwin. Because this is the thing. I know, we Darwin, Sanger. Yeah. Because people forget progressives 
are atheists who believe in Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin gave progressives the right through science to become their own gods. Just like how the progressives believe science is somehow some way well, that's, telling that, them that climate the change way, the way they the can get themselves to, the way that they are able to remove religion so quickly and rapidly in literally just 150 years right this is the thing because like religion as we know it with our beliefs in god have been around for thousands of years until just very recently like you could say that the whole world was to some degree you had a faith but yeah what what and I will get back to our point here, but what progressivism created was because we had so-called validity in science, the way they could manipulate it, right? When you say, well, we evolved from monkeys and this is evolution and all that kind of stuff, it, it automatically makes regular everyday people question the validity and the integrity of the Bible because they think, ah, oh, well, it's an archaic document. And I want to say this very, very clearly for our listeners because the way people look at the Bible and say, well, Charles Darwin talked about the theory of evolution from observing, you know, turtles on the Galapagos Islands, right? The way progressives look at, or, or sorry, the way, the way atheists and the way scientists look at evolution as being the standard of, of what we believe in and know God is the same way progressives look at the constitution looking at it as an archaic document where because it was written in 1790 it must not be good because they didn't know it but, but here's the thing when you really read it it still protects your rights to this day regardless of what has changed and it's the same thing it's the same thing with but see people use the, the time aspect here is the important thing that people need to understand because this is a very recent phenomenon. This is only of the last 150 years, right, where people stopped believing in the Constitution. Around the same time, they started removing the whole under God Christian nation slowly but surely in the late 19th, well, in the 20th well, okay, century. So it, it's actually 100 years, 107, about 107 years <clears throat> that progressive ideology took uh, place, but I want to go back to what you said because this is like I, I don't want people to gloss over this. The idea that we come from monkeys is incredibly, incredibly like damaging, and, and for lack of a better word, is just pure evil. Because again, that type of mentality. And that type of sloppy science and slime and cheese, just the math behind How do you even have, there's no scientific method behind that even. And I'm not even a scientist. Well, I mean, I get it. Like, I understand because there was this one scientist really prominent in his day. He used to believe that flies came from garbage. Like, you know, like the, our waste would produce flies. Like that's how flies came was from our garbage cans because he never noticed there was maggots in there. And he didn't know that maggots turned into flies. And this dude was a real scientist. And, uh, but anyway, but the thing is like this, that type of sloppy thinking just led to what we see when it comes to the EPA or the California Air Resources Board doing what they do or agencies like this they, they probably have this all around the world that makes perfect sense because you like you said sloppy science 
media yeah. can justify anything. It's like, oh, we came from London, so the sky must be falling because we're polluting it. You know, like no, but exactly, and that's the yeah. thing. Instead of using real science to come up with the real, because look, pollution's bad. Everybody knows it, uh, but it doesn't mean the world is gonna blow up in twelve years. All they're doing is, and every single person, I'm, and I'm sure this happens in, in, you know, like Germany, England, Australia, everywhere. All of these people who think like this believe that they are somehow better than everybody else because they are gods themselves. And because they understand things that we're too stupid to understand, they have every right to control us. And that's the scary thought. Like, that's why I don't want to gloss over that. Because if you honestly believe we come from monkeys, that type of mentality is very wrong. And it's, it's just straight evil. And the Bible's very clear on well, how evolution works. Let me, let me, let me well, it, or doesn't work. But let me ask you an obvious question here, which kind of poses a, a rhetorical question to the audience that's listening. Think about that statement, right? Because I love dissecting language. And this is where the, mm. I would like to think the original thought comes from. When they say we evolved from monkeys, what does that tell you about the validity of human life? Therefore, it justifies carnal behavior. That means you can <laughs> exactly. go screw animals, you can screw children, you can screw each other. Like, because of the fact that you came from monkeys and you are primal, right? Look at all of these practices outside of Christianity that talk about ways of behaving, right? Ways of becoming or whatever. It's always something around either sex, like lusting after certain behaviors, right? Because the justification here is we're animals. Exactly. That is what we're talking about here. And people need to understand that. When I say, why is it more damaging to think that, okay, not just because of the racism, because black people look closer to monkeys than we do. Let's just be honest, right? Yeah. Not just because of the, the social <laughs> issues with that. But <laughs> it, reduces, it reduces people to the point where it's like, well, if that's the case, then we might as well act out our animalistic behavior, therefore justifying anything. That's why Democrats can go up there and people like from Nambla can say, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I was born this way. I'm, I'm going to be an advocate for pedophilia. And, you know, you see what I'm trying to say? But here? Remember that saying I told you about a while ago, if it bleeds, it breeds. That's <laughs> yeah. it. But, oh, well, that's science. That's science. That's okay. She's 12 years old and she's on her period. So I could go ahead and, and, and have her, you know, but that's, that's what happens. Yeah. All of these people who believe and think that way, you know, it's just an excuse to have their way because they see themselves as godlike people. Correct. And correct. therefore, you correct. know, and when, when we, and godlike does not, I mean, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, but it, what I'm trying to say here is godlike for the people who are listening does not mean like God, it means going against what is natural, what is nature, which is the antithesis of conservatism because at the end of the day to go back to the very first thing we ever talked about on this show which is i think we've def defined conservatism more to, thoroughly I than it off. i gotta cut you off and, and add to what you're saying because it's it's more than just natural it's the natural ethics set forth in the bible yeah because if somebody heard what you said they'd say oh well see if, if, if it's she's 13 and she's on a period i can have sex with her because that's natural no, natural ethics, natural morals. 
there is a natural order of morality set forth. And that's because I'm telling you now. And, that's it, why we well, and it comes from God. It cannot come from man because man yes. is flawed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's the specifics because people, when they hear that, they don't understand what that means. <clears throat> it's the natural nature of morality set forth just for having a soul and a spirit. Because I'm telling you now, as much as we love our animals, dogs and cats, and we, oh, they got a soul. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't have a soul. And we I were granted specifically that we have a soul, but more importantly, it says this in Genesis 1. We were granted dominion over the animals. What, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't mean you have free reign and you can kill anything. What it means is you are more purposeful you are you know god chose us as the centerpiece of all of his creation we have a soul which means if dogs go screwing other like cats and stuff it doesn't mean humans can go about doing that it ain't right yeah so i know we kind of went on a bit of a tangent do that right don't dogs sniff their ass and eat they do all kinds of things they'll screw cats if they if they if they i'm dogs okay so here's the thing i i think that the the aspect of when we domesticated dogs, I think we did a lot more than that. And that people now, you know, because do- dogs are, are almost like a centerpiece of of every family's life now for humans, because you know they're domesticated, right? That but dogs, it's interesting because dogs represent all the stupid things that humans will do when you take <laughs> God away from them. Think about it. <laughs> dogs are uh, like they're in our households, they're pets, all that kind of stuff. There's basically no wild dogs anymore. But when you look at how a dog behaves, just think about how the, you know, the most well-behaved dog and the most problematic dog behaves. When you take God out of the equation, humans act just like that. I'm serious. No, no, that, no, no I know. I've seen it. <laughs> Trust me. I'm crapping see- on the streets, just kind of taking a dump on the pavement, screwing anything that moves. You know, no, but I told you butts, we were called the plague dogs. Butts, like, you see what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Humans act like dogs. When there's no God. No, but we were proud to act like dogs. I'm not kidding. We were called the plague dogs. I'm not kidding. It was a group of like four or five of us, and we called ourselves the plague dogs. You know, the the main thing is is (laughs) we're not animals here. That's the big thing that people need to understand. And I hope I'm driving this point home. But to take it back to we have to get back to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. I think that the very challenging of that, right, is something that needs to be discussed because I think fundamentally. It all comes down to, number one, there's an absence of standards. There's an absence of morality. And I think even just from a, a, a very basic standpoint, there's an absence of solution. Because during that debate, I didn't hear a single – Andrew Yang, even though it's not a good solution, we all know the, the problems that we've already dissected it, he has solutions. They're just not the, good, the right solutions. But nobody else has that. Everybody's just talking about how bad things are. And I come from a, a sob story. And we got to help the immigrants and make sure that these people are getting health care. But no one has solutions. Not, not, Andrew Yang, I hate to say this, but he's, he's the only one who has a solution. You see what I mean? Even yeah, no, though it's not it, the it, right solution. True. So yes. that's my commentary. Yeah, on it. has a lot of solutions, but, you know. She's misguided in many ways, but um, but she's correct. Uh, the only thing I like about Tulsi Gabbard is she's anti-war. And yeah, she, I, do, I do like that about her, too. And, and she doesn't want to continue just funding, funding, funding she's, different countries for no good reason. Here's the interesting thing, too. She's also the, I think, not that she's the only one, but she, as of right now in the running for Democrats, she's the only veteran that's running, right? Because yeah. here's the thing. 
and and you and I think you would understand this, but there's a difference when a veteran runs who's a Democrat well, versus a veteran. a veteran. She's still serving. Uh, oh, right. That's right. That's right. So there you go. So so somebody who serves in the military, there's a difference between those people that go in and affiliate their political affiliation as Democrat versus Republicans. Because here's the flaw, right? A lot of military people who become politicians who are any kind of military thing, they tend to be Republican. That's just the fact. They tend to be Republican. But the problem with that is most of them may not necessarily advocate for the ending of all wars. They'll say things like, well, we'll go in when it's necessary to defend. No, there's enough. I don't understand what happened. Dude, in the 50s, even in the 60s, no Republicans ever wanted war. They were like the anti-war party. Yeah. We always ended the wars. We always yeah. we always pulled back. We and Lincoln Democrats Lincoln and wars. Eisenhower, all these people, they didn't want it. Yeah. Right? And now we're all about war. Well, it, also think about who presides. Listen, also this is not anything new. I think the reason why we have this, and this is my theory here, I could be completely wrong on this because my knowledge of U.S. foreign policy and wars is limited. I think it started with Bush. It start because here's 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 my theory. My theory is. Reagan ended the Cold War. Shit, you right? froze. Oh, man, I okay, did not okay. hear anything you said. You froze. Sorry, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, so because here's my theory. After the Civil War, right, the Civil War was Lincoln. Republican ended the war. World War I and World War II, two major armed conflicts run by progressive presidents. Woodrow Wilson, Franklin D. Roosevelt. There's no argument there, right? The people who have ended wars, like the Cold War, Ronald Reagan, and I think that the stigma of Republicans funding wars and being militarized and being like, you know, the whole neocon thing where they like to go and, and take resources from other countries, that started with Bush. Bush made Republicans. <laughs> yeah, but you know war. why though, right? Because uh, he uh, was the head um, of the CIA. <laughs> you see what I, yeah. No, no, but that's just how it works. I mean. Right, right. So. I think up until, up until, up until Reagan's evil. point, I don't think Republic. I could be wrong on this. I'm going to say it right now so people can disagree with me. I think Republicans were not the warmongering like Repub Republicans we know now. It's, it happened with Bush. It happened with armed conflict and war on terror that started it all in the early 21st century. And that's how we have what we have. Because think about it, right? Prior to that, a lot of the armed conflicts and the world conflicts were not inflated to this degree. And they were not perpetuated by Republican presidents. In fact, they were ended by Republican presidents. Yeah. That, that, no, that's pretty true. That, that's, um, that's all pretty much true, everything you said. But the scary thing is when you really look at history – you really have to understand the parents of the Bush, like the, the leaders, like who made the Kennedys, who made the Bush family. And, you know, like I said before, they all went to Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and uh, they were all the same. They were all the same. They were all top progressive ideology. And every single one of them had a God complex. And that's because yeah, you can't break it down by like, policies or 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 party affiliation you have to break it down to what did they really believe it's a character flaw yeah See, in the old days it was like okay yeah republicans were more like anti-war they were more christian and then you know democrats were 
you know, racist, but they were more open to weird stuff. Yeah, civil <laughs> rights, sexual liberation, you know, yeah, but see, rights, they weren't see Democrats were never open to civil rights. That's the whole thing. That's a myth. But they were always open to like weird stuff. Like, cause like you look at the Kennedy family and, and people, well, that's because they're a Catholic. It's like, no, 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 not because they were Catholic. It was, they were into some weird stuff, just like sexual stuff, just a lot of weird sexual stuff because, you know, everybody knows JFK was banging Marilyn Monroe and she was not, I mean, even though she was a sex symbol of her time, but she was a well-known drug addict. You know what I mean? Like who would in their right mind would bang a drug addict? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, who would do things like that? Well, like somebody who's morally depraved <laughs> and I know because I'm depraved myself. So, you know what I mean? It's like, and you take chat, like think about it. If you're willing to take a chance on a drug addict and then imagine that guy running the country. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happened. But it's, it's hard to find the right person. I mean, aside from Lincoln and George Washington well, see, and a but, few other But here's people. the point. The point is this. These are the people running our country who are ethically and morally depraved. And where does it come from? It came from their family, like, the, like in the quest for everlasting power for, you know, you know, I, God, I, forget, I always want to say Joe Kennedy, but uh, JFK, Bobby Kennedy, Ed, Ed Kennedy's dad. And same thing with, with, with uh, the original Bush, Bush's father. Uh, you know, um, I, always, I always get the numbers confused, but I think it's 41. Bush was president 41, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, 40, so 41. Yeah, Bush Sr. was 41. Yeah, so 41's dad and JFK's dad were, were honest to God. Uh, what's that word? They weren't friend, associates. And they had the same plans and they're working together. You, know, you just don't become the director of the CIA from whatever. There's a lot of invisible strings being pulled in the background. Mm -hmm. And that only happens with people coming from Harvard, Princeton, and Yale. That's just a reality. And because those universities is like the hotbed for everything anti-Christian in this country and around the world comes from Harvard, Princeton, Yale. Without a doubt, those universities teach against the, the moral teachings of the Bible, which is why so many Jews love going there. You know, why is it such a prestigious school? Why is it? Why do so many Jews like going there? Because it's anti-Christian. Everything that comes out of those universities are anti-Christian. And not that I don't trust people from Harvard, Princeton, and Yale, but I'm, I, all of my like spidey senses for lack of a better word, <laughs> yeah. high alert when I'm dealing with anybody that, and I'm talking anybody from around the world that comes from Harvard, Princeton, or Yale, because I know they are anti-Christian automatically, even if they're Christian themselves, I already know they have a bastardization of, of some sort of Christian faith in yeah. their mind. And, and let's go back. And how do we tie this back to, um, you know, what happened between Biden and uh, what's it, Kamala Harris? See, Biden had no responses to um, Kamala Harris other than, oh, that's not true. I fought for civil rights. 
And Kamala Harris, obviously, being who she is. <laughs> but, because, uh, come on, you know. I mean, I, don't, I hate to attack her on her sexuality, but she's no, she's a Jezebel. She's just a Jezebel without, she's just like the grossest disease-infested Jezebel. I mean, I don't know if she has any diseases, but just trust me, she's a chicken. Well, I mean, I believe you. I mean, no, because she is, and, and everybody. Willie dude, Brown. I mean, after after Willie all that Brown. stuff, because you know stuff about Willie Brown that most people yeah, no, don't. Because after was, what you told me about Willie Brown, I, I, don't, I don't need any other. Well, yeah, no, no. Trust me, that guy Willie is a Brown, sick human. Yeah, like, no, but he was he was banging Kamala Harris when he was recruit. Like he was recruiting black people who he thought was smart, and. Yeah, it does not surprise me how he was banging Kamala Harris. I'm not <laughs> like I said, we're about the same age, and and I was young when I got into that my you know positions. But unlike you, I had no moral compass, but I had enough sense to say "f you," and I shine like that, and <laughs> I'm just I'm gone. But anyway, um, yeah, which is really surprising because I really didn't know anything. Well, I had no respect for anybody back then, but. But it's neither here nor there. But going back to what she said, she totally bastardized everything because here's the difference. In, 19, in the 1950s, Oliver Brown, he was voluntarily wanted to go to a better school. Not every black person wanted to go to a good school. Mm -hmm. Many blacks wanted to stay in their all-black school, which right. is totally fine. But see, here's where the Jewish people get it wrong, like Ben Shapiro. And, you know, people, oh, that's wrong. It's racist to go anti-Jews. Like, no, 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 it's not because the Jewish people are the most powerful lobbyists, you know? And yeah, I sound like to leave. No, I, I will say that. I, I say that honestly, man, I've said this to, I don't know if I've said this on the show, but I've definitely told other people sort of in kind of closed spaces. And that's the thing is that without a doubt, the Zionist agenda in this country is the most powerful lobby. Forget what you know about like charities or Republican Democrat or NRA or anything. And I it's not set out of hate. It's yeah, not I don't see this out of hate, but the, the Zionist agenda for <clears throat> Israel is the most powerful lobby in this country. And it's the one thing that makes the difference between a presidential candidate who is in and who is out. Forget <laughs> else. The minute you mention you have any kind of stance where you're not a Zionist. You want to know what's amazing? They're out. They were anti-Trump. They were anti-Trump. Yeah. They were. They were anti-Trump. Well, well, yeah, because their champion were, was, was, okay, so for example, I use the example of Mark Levin because Mark Levin endorsed Ted Cruz. He was not a Trumper. And I don't know if he is like, and then it's the same thing with Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro's a never Trumper. He doesn't like Trump. Yeah. And well, they like him now, but I still don't think they like him because I don't think they like what he's doing in Israel. Like for something tells me, I honestly, cause you know, I don't know if you know this, but Bethlehem is right now under Palestinian control. Yeah. And, and that is wrong. <laughs> you know, that's wrong, right? Because Why is it wrong? Can you give me more context? Because Bethlehem, come on. If if you want to go visit Bethlehem and you're a Christian, you 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 stand a good chance of getting killed. Actually, I have to disagree with that because one thing that I've learned is that here's the thing. For someone I know who went out there, 
mm-hmm. right? All of the biblically sound places, maybe except for Jerusalem and other places, you don't have to go to Israel to see. So if you want to go see Bethlehem, uh, Bethany, Hebron, all these places, the Dead Sea, you know, on, on different sides, you go to Jordan. You don't go to Israel. You go to Jordan, right? And Little Bethlehem. It's, it's, I don't know exactly where it is. It's but in it, Israel. Yeah, yeah, but you said it's under Palestinian control, right? Yeah. And if you are a Christian trying to go to Bethlehem, because like when I went to Bethlehem, it was under Israeli control. Right. But that's when they blew us up in that, in that cafe. Uh, well, then it blew what? <laughs> yeah, right across the street. Dude, they, I was pro-Palestinian until they blew up that cafe right across the street from us. And that, like, I had no respect for those dudes with the curly hair, but then I saw what they did. And I was like, oh, now I get why they are like shit shitheads <clears throat> because they're the ones that scrape the blood off the, the stones. And like, I don't, it's just like, I still don't understand it, but they had all of, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter, but like they have their place. But I don't think those Jews are different than the other Jews that are like Woody Allen or Weinstein and all these others. So it's crazy. So I, you know, so Bethlehem was under, uh, you know, it was cause like, um, if you really wanted to go to like, cause we went to that river, uh, where I guess John the Baptist was baptizing people mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean, I, I honestly don't know anything about the Bible or its geography, but I, that's in Israel, I believe. Right. And, uh, cause well, it was somewhere in the middle East. And cause I remember like the only thing I really remember about that was like, they had like these two liter things. And then, uh, there was like, yeah, this water is fresh. You can drink it. And they were drinking it straight. Like the dudes are drinking it. <laughs> and, and, uh, and they go, you know, if you're smart, you take this back and sell holy water. <laughs> and then <laughs> they were like, Hey man, we could really do a business in America, sell it to the Christians because they believe it's holy water. And, and holy dirt (laughs) i'm like you know that's pretty much it's true but anyway but you can't do that now you know because it's under palestinian control so okay whatever that river was or jordan river is it the euphrates the jordan river i don't know it's got to be no but it's 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 under israeli control now where where, because they had no but even back then the asians were the ones like there was busloads of Asians just getting dunked in that water. But anyway, I stay the hint or there. Um, <laughs> uh, no, because dude, Israel was a trip. You know, and I, I, I mean, I've been there so many times, but it's just a trippy place to go. Like, like the only time it was violent was like in the early nineties, but then it's calmed down a lot. And I, I, you know, is it because Palestinians have more control over it? I, I mm-hmm. don't know, but I, I think giving up, Bethlehem was a mistake because they, right. I think the Christians that were living there are already dead. And it's very hard to get to that church or that place where they say Jesus was, uh, was born or something like that. And I, and I, I honestly don't know if he was born. Was he born in Bethlehem? I have no yeah. idea. No, he was, he was. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's like, I, I honestly don't know, but that's what happened. So a lot of, but anyway, let's stay in the here. I don't want to get into that. The point was this. The Jewish people, not all of them, but like the American Jewish people who are anti-Christian but aren't open about it are the ones that keep, you know, not, not just voting, 
but they keep like like uh, ah, what's the word? Because I, I I want to use my words carefully, but they're the ones because I don't want to say ghetto stuff. Um, the Jewish people, the Jewish leadership, and I'll use Ben Shapiro as an example. He's the one that keeps um, like pushing out that agenda that black people don't want a good education or that Jim Crow was only in certain spots and that what Reagan did forcing the busing was a bad thing because mm. blacks didn't want it. Black schools are being shut down, all of these things. But here's the thing. There were no black schools in the sixties and seventies. It was segregated. It was forced segregation by the federal government. Um, when Oliver Brown wanted to go to a better school, yeah. it's the exact same thing when that mother in Chicago used her dad's address to go to a better school. That woman did 18 months in, in jail for right. doing that. It's the exact same thing. Not every black person wants a great education. That's true for everybody. Not every Asian person wants a, yeah. to be a math major and an engineer. It's false. But to say that to allow people choices to go to the schools they want to go to is wrong. And that's what the Jewish people ultimately are saying, the lobbyists. Because uh, I, I don't even know what a Zionist mean, but <laughs> you would think for my position, I would know these You're terms. You're a pro-political pro, pro <laughs> state of Israel. You believe that Israel has a right to exist politically in that space that it's been given in the, in the Middle East. Well, see, yeah, God, see, yeah, well, I believe they have a right to exist. I just don't believe they have a right to tell me what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's well, there that, you go. But it's the truth. I mean, because that's the thing. It's like, why would anybody dictate to me what and how I should think is beyond me? But that's what makes Christianity so great because it's not for the majority. It's for the minority thought. But given an option, most people will choose to be Christian with the Christian philosophy. Why? Because you want to be left alone. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be a cheerleader saying, oh, yeah, I give to charity. All You know what I mean? It's not, look, Christian people, in theory, are just humble people not seeking the spotlight. It's just they want to be left alone, worship the way they worship, and be charitable the way they're charitable. Because that's my experience with Christian people. You know, the good ones, not, not, not the shitty ones. But, you know, they're always like that. You know what I mean? They do what they do for whatever reason that they do it. But it's usually driven by Christianity. That's, that's what drives it. So <clears throat> the thing is like this. Kamala Harris was right on some aspects. But because she believes in a bastardization of Christianity, she is going to do, as a black person, the exact same thing that the whites did to her and all blacks. But she wants to do the same to whites now. Huh. It's, 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 it's the black people's turn to, to put you under our thumb. That's what well, she's trying she, to have. She comes from Oakland, man. That's just how they are. Like, it, no, <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it's like, it, it's not, there. it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not Christian. It, it's, it's not. Okay. So here's the thing. It's not real Christianity because it's not about moving forward and fixing problems and forgiveness. Yeah. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Christians don't seek retribution the way other faiths do. 
it's forgiveness, right? But when you say we're going to do to you what you did to us, that is not Christ-like. That's, well, that's what she did to Biden. She, well, that's what I'm saying. So when people say, oh, Christian, like, no, no, there's nothing Christian about that. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you now, I think that is Judeo Christianity because Judeo Christian, it's not Christianity. Not in fact, someone even in my comments on my YouTube videos have said, dude, you're not, and I agree with them. They corrected me. I'm like, I am going to stop saying Judeo Christian values because there's no such thing. Well, no, it and, is. It, no, there are such things. When I, well, no, not, no such <laughs> thing when it comes to the Christianity that I know. No, 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 no. See, but Judeo Christian morals and ethics are evil. That's the stuff that starts segregation. That's the stuff that creates poverty and, and disparity between the races. That's what Judeo-Christian is. It's, a, it's Martin Luther King. Right. Seriously, he was influenced by a lot of Jewish people who had him under his thumb for being gay. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I, th- I mean, that's a theory. But the only thing I know for sure, he was traveling a lot with Baynard Ruskin, and he was an alcoholic. Or he drank a lot for fun. So if you're drunk, hanging out with the gay dude, doing God knows what, and the Jews are got you under your thumb, I bet you money he dabbled in gay stuff. And that's why he was forced to do what he did. But anyway, long story short, he was a Judeo-Christian. <laughs> he was. I know, without a doubt, Martin Luther King was a Judeo-Christian, but he was pretending to be a Baptist minister. He was. Nobody knew it. Nobody knew because how, how can they know? There wasn't paparazzi. There was none of that stuff. Did yeah. anyone even really know Baynard Ruskin was a gay man? They know now because now they go, oh, he was a great gay civil rights leader. If you Google Baynard Ruskin, now it's, he was a great gay civil rights leader. But back in the 60s, nobody knew he was gay. <laughs> that was a secret. But, you know, who knows? But anyway, so going back to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, it goes, see, Kamala Harris was actually making a case to why reparations was needed because even though there was a Civil Rights Act and Oliver Brown, it wasn't implemented. It wasn't, it was fought tooth and nail by everybody because they took it away. Right. The Civil Rights Act of 64 took it away and you know, she had to have been bust like in 1980. Because like when Reagan, that was one of Reagan's first things to do was nationalize the busing system. So everybody in the States had to be bused. So she was, maybe she was 82, class mm-hmm. of 82. Yeah, she was class of 82. So she got bust, and that was a Reagan program. And that was good. See, like I honestly believe like Reagan was probably like a Christian dude. You know what I mean? Like, but one of those born against, he might not have been a Christian his whole life, but then, you know, cause he was an actor partying and then he's like, woke up one day and said, you know what? This ain't right. <laughs> yeah. But that's what he that's did. That's pretty I accurate. Think. Yeah. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> no, I don't know anything really about his, but because where, where else do you get that? And he was incredibly honest about what happened with the Iran Contra thing, because he was like, he literally blew the whistle on George Bush, Herbert Walker. Mm-hmm. You know, the first one, George, you know, yeah. you know Bush senior, he right. blew the whistle on him. He was the one, Bush was the one that was behind all of this, you know, selling, you know, the Iran Contra scandal. 
He was. But mm-hmm. Reagan was open about it. He blew the whistle on everybody. He was like, hey, look, you know, it, there's, I'm telling you now, Reagan was almost assassinated. You know what I mean? Over stuff like that. I, I just, something tells me that just watching Reagan's actions and his fearlessness for not, for blowing the whistle and things like that just makes me believe that he was really, really like a real Christian dude because he wasn't afraid. And, yeah. and they try to kill him twice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, look at him. He was a great man. No, absolutely. And now people are trying to bastardize his legacy because if you listen to like the Jewish leadership, like Ben Shapiro, every single person, specifically the Jewish people who are conservatives, they will all say busing was a bad idea. But why is it a bad idea? Why? Why is it a bad idea? Well, because it, it creates white flight. That'll be one of their arguments. White flight. No, white flight came about because Asians were also part of the desegregation process and they dominated every single white person in, from what I know, in the South Bay. They controlled Cupertino. Everybody left because why? The Asians took it over. Because once Asians, because, you know, like Vietnamese, Chinese, whatever, they, in the 70s and the 60s, they didn't have prominence. They didn't. Mm-hmm. So they were also bust. It wasn't just blacks, but everybody was bust. The poor kids were bust to better neighborhoods. Asians took advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they just did. Asian people took advantage of it. They went to a good school. Like, but I only, specifically, I know more about the South Bay. But specifically, Asians dominated, and I mean dominated Cupertino, and, and you know, and that was an all-white area. But by the '80s, early '90s, every single white person left because the Asian people started getting jobs at Apple because Apple's in Cupertino, and obviously, you went to Monta Vista or you know Cupertino High. Mm-hmm. You went to a good school. A lot of them got into Stanford, Berkeley, and then they graduated. Everybody started getting jobs at Apple. Why? Because they were engineers and math majors. They took advantage of it. They were not given that opportunity. Right. So, you know, when the Jewish leadership, like Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, they talk crazy about things like that. It's like, no, segregation is always bad. Forced segregation was the only way to get things done. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, it didn't destroy anybody. It didn't destroy, you know, towns or, you know, schools weren't shutting down. It just didn't happen. In fact, you would be hard pressed to, if it wasn't for desegregation and forced busing, I don't think Silicon Valley would have ever existed. Seriously, because if it wasn't for the Asian people behind it, because, you know, it's a joke. This reminds me of a joke. Uh, you know, Bill Blur, Bill Blur, Bill Burr. Yeah. yeah, Bill Burr. I love is, Bill Burr. He's so funny. Yeah, no, but he was saying like, he goes, I don't buy into the, to the, the baloney of, uh, of Steve Jobs. You know, Steve Jobs didn't invent anything. He wasn't the one doing the soldering or the possible welding. He, uh, you know. There's some truth said, to that. Yeah, no, he goes, I want my music collection in this box. And then a whole bunch of people were in there making it for him. 
<laughs> Those people were the Asians. <laughs> it wasn't Paul Wozniak. Oh no, no, he left Apple a long time ago. Yeah, no, but, but that's my point. Yeah. You know, because like I'm telling you now, the the people who come up with the ideas aren't the people who figure out the math to get it done. Right. You and, just had a cool idea. Like, what if this was a thing? <laughs> I don't know the algorithm behind it, but you do. Yeah. And you're like, I'm okay, you I'll do it. I'll work it through. Make it look nice. Just like Asian guy be like, I do math in my head. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, but it's how it works. It's but, how it works. but you know, like Yahoo's founder was an Asian dude. Right? Wasn't he Asian? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I forget. I forget. I forget his name, but nah, either way. But my point is without the Asian people being as successful as they were in academics in the South Bay, especially like in Palo Alto, Cupertino, they dominated. We would have none of this stuff. And then my question to like guys, you know, conservatives like Shapiro or Mark Levin or whoever, uh, what's your, like, how can you fault Asian people for that? You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's just because blacks didn't take advantage of something doesn't mean that it was totally bad. It was needed because it wasn't just blacks that were being suppressed. Everybody was being suppressed. Right. If you weren't white, and that's including Latin people, Latin people were white unless you're a black Latin person. So if you were white, you automatically had status quo. It was just how it was. How were the Asians going to come up? How are the blacks going to come up? Well, you had to give them access to a better school. Because trust me, when I was going to school, like the whites, like my school had like 1,600 students. There must have been like 30 white people in that school. <laughs> Out of 15, 1,600 people, 30 white people, everybody else is black, Samoan or, or, or Asian, like Vietnamese, Chinese, no Japanese, a few Koreans and Filipino. That was it. And, and, and come on. Those Asian people ha- went to school fearing for their lives all the time. Why? Because, you know, they didn't know if they were going to be a, a, a victim of some kind of random act of violence from all those thugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, the, and, the, you know, and obviously there was a lot of cholos. And so, you know what I mean? So <laughs> everybody was always fighting. And it's just, come on. The school system is a mess. To this day, it's still a mess. But it's only a mess in progressive cities. Right. And the thing is, these conservatives, especially, I mean, because like who's leading the conservative movement? It's not the Christians. It's just not. I mean, the greatest thinkers are all Jewish, whether it's Savage, whether it's Levin, whether it's Shapiro. You know, the most popular people are all Jewish. It's just how it works. And then everybody's pushing this Judeo-Christianity, but it's not real. And it really goes against the Old Testament. And I know it goes against the New Testament, even though I haven't read it. <laughs> but, and, and that's the thing. And that's what I got away from those debates <laughs> yesterday was, I'm like, holy crap. She brought it up. Uh, I'll say something off the air, but it's by no coincidence. I, I just, I find it hard to believe that she use that tactic because nobody knows about these things nobody you know what i mean it's like and it's like wow because it's amazing that she even brought it up and you know i tip my hat to her but she's still an evil person because like i said <laughs> she's gonna use that 
to put to try to enslave white people. That's her end game. Her end yeah. game is to enslave white people. That's what she wants. Man, she can justify it by saying, "Oh, it happened to us, so it's going to happen to you." I guys. know, I know, and that's that's the thing. That's she's not just a Democrat, and she's not just a progressive with these ideas. She's a social justice warrior, which means it's not enough to have the solution. <clears throat> you want retribution, and that's yeah. the, that's why it's unfortunate. But it's and it's the furthest thing from what we would look for in a president because that's not what a president needs to bring in, which is the prejudice and bias. And by the way, Kamala Harris does not experience the same kind of black prejudice discrimination. I would not think as say, you know, a black guy on the streets, come, come on. She's half Indian. Like, no, I, trust me. She, she, she didn't go through shit. Cause well, that's what I'm saying. Like what, where is this coming from? You're, but it's what people from Oakland do. That That's yeah, what they when do. She grew up in, look, Oakland was a black city. It was 50% black at one time. You know, like when we're coming up, it was like 50% black. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It wasn't like, see, because you know where it was bad for blacks? It was bad for blacks in San Francisco. Hmm. And, uh, you know, they wanted everybody in Oakland, you know, and it was bad for blacks in the South Bay. But it wasn't bad for blacks in Oakland because it was majority blacks. And, and, you know, they got, everybody got along and, yeah, I don't know. It was just a thing. It was it, 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 like this whole thing, like people love to rewrite history. And uh, yeah, it was, if you're in San Francisco and you're black to this day, it still sucks to be black in San Francisco. Not so much in Oakland. Although the shootings and killings happen in Oakland, <laughs> but it's mostly black on black crime. It's not like, you know, that's why I don't go to the East Bay. I don't want to get shot on accident. <laughs> but it's the truth. I lived in the East Bay for six years. I was fine. Yeah, because you're not black. <laughs> black on black crime was a real thing, man. I'm not kidding. You know, most blacks get shot by other blacks. They're not going to get shot by no Chinese or some cop. They're going to get shot yeah. by black dudes. Fuck that. That's why I don't want to. I hate the East Bay. I don't like going to black towns. Most, You know, because again, only in Georgia would I feel safe, you know, really? but other than that, wow, you go to you, any dude, black people love fighting other black people. <laughs> it's just what they do. It's like, don't be fighting with, I ain't got no beef with you. It's just like, I don't even know you. No. And this happened. Weren't you locked up? I was like, nah, I was never locked up. No, no, no. I know. And I'm thinking, you don't know. Oh man. You don't even know. Like people are crazy. <laughs> it's just, it's like you know what's even more amazing you know how well, <laughs> no but there's this thing like uh like I, I think this is just blacks but blacks will always say like all asians look alike that's what they say right, right? but to blacks i think all blacks must all look alike because you know what i mean like they're always getting confused with me with some other dude that they knew that and i did i wronged them i'm like dude i never even been to that part of town or i don't know you <laughs> but that that's that's funny because you say that right and that aspect of of it being applied to asians is really funny but black people mistake each other more often with that actual sentiment than asians do because they're always just like dude i don't know you from anywhere <laughs> i ain't never and, and the, the thing is they won't say like I don't know you. And they'll actually go to lengths and say, I don't know you from anywhere. I ain't even been to Jersey in months. You know, like, it's just <laughs> no, but it's the, 
dude, I'm telling you, black on black crime, like people try to ignore it, but I hate going to black areas. Uh, fuck oh. that. <laughs> they're going to mistake me. You're that light skinned brother. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I first you don't time understand. I am not who you think I am. Yeah, don't try to pretend. Uh, don't don't change your voice. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I really speak this way. <laughs> That's right. I, I gotta. I mean, I gotta say it again. The first time I ever talked to you, you know, on the phone, I thought you were a white dude. So I was just like, wait, this is like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. No, but it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's like. Uh, everybody, it's uh, that. That's. Uh, yeah, it's not like I said before. Blacks, if you listen to a Dominic, a guy from the Dominican Republic, you would have no idea he's black because you would think he's just any other dude speaking Spanish, you know, any white guy speaking Spanish. They all yeah. speak the same. It's not like, you know, or, or, you know, black people from Jamaica, they don't sound like some hillbilly black, you know what I mean? But again, a hillbilly sound like black people. You know, like if you listen to a hillbilly speak, you would think they were black, but they're not. But I don't know, like for some odd reason, Ebonics got confused with hillbilly language. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, though. When, whenever you talk, people say talking Ebonics, right? I, this is the last thing I'll say about this. But people need to understand that it came from the, the concept of black, uh, of Southern hillbillies. Like white yeah. people were called dumb. And this is actually very, very a big part of the South with also how it pertained to slavery and everything and how you had a lot of poor whites. Black people didn't have that. They got that from poor white people. That whole yeah. bonics did not come from black people. It came from hillbilly whites. And, and the reason why I know this is because uh, Dr. Thomas Sowell outlines that in black rednecks and white liberals. He says that the origin of really? that, the wow. perception of things, when people say black people sound dumb, why are they talking in Ebonics? Like, I ain't going out with your broke butt, you know, like that, that kind of stuff. That's not actually how black people used to talk. They got that from hillbilly whites. Yep. It's the and, truth. When, and, and when they, when, when at the end of the civil war, when there was a big influx of black people from the South going to the North for jobs and people, the black people in the North, there was no segregation. They had jobs. They were doing well. That's why they didn't like them. They were afraid of these influx of these so-called not, they didn't, they, they wouldn't assimilate well because they got that from Southern hillbilly. I, I'm serious. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. No, people no, think is, Ebonics exactly. come from, it doesn't come from black people and it doesn't come from, black people being more ghetto or anything. It, it came from because of the fact that you actually had far no, more poor white Ebonics people. came out of Oakland. Seriously. The no, but I'm talking about the whole dumb district southern type firm. sounding. That, that's a white thing. That's a southern. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm not kidding you. The, the Oakland school board, the Oakland school district, um, they literally got paid by the federal government for the Ebonics bullshit. They got like a, I think they got like a $2 million grant. What? They got 2 million bucks for that. And that's why I'm thinking, um, oh, I wrote this article a long time ago. I wish I found it, but everybody was all pissed off because I called them like Dr. Zayas from Planet of the Apes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's the truth. It's like, what the fuck are they talking about? And, and, uh, yeah, that's why I'm surprised about Thomas Lowell writing that. Cause I, I'm thinking, cause a lot of people don't want to say shit like that. I know I'd say shit like that because I was crazy, but yeah, but that's the truth. That didn't, dude. They literally said 
because we come from the Niger Congo Congo area that we can articulate certain things because it's it's a genetic thing, blah 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 blah. And I'm thinking that was the most insanest thing I've ever heard. But they got two million bucks for it. That's the truth. And I was like, oh man. So we I went to those people. But yeah, I know it's already one o'clock. Um, yeah, I got to get going. But I yeah. appreciate you guys tuning in here. We'll definitely have to continue this dialogue, Professor Dreg, and uh, jump into it more as these presidential debates develop because we're actually going to see more and more of uh, people's true colors. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you all soon.